Do I take my tooth out for this, by the way? You probably should, yeah. Because I, but okay. It's got to get you in the spirit, bro. Okay, I'm going to take my tooth out and then I'm going to talk and see if it makes a difference. You're going to wish. Okay, tooth is out. Can you, is there a difference? I know there's definitely like a little bit of a lisp thing going on. You definitely picked up a southern accent a little bit, I think. Well, yeehaw, partner. I'm ready to talk about some Magic the Gathering. If you had a sister, there'd be naked pics of her on your phone. (laughs) I think we got our intro. (laughs) That's super fucked up. What is up, you cretins? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, a pack one, pick one, snow-covered basic, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the guy at the table who keeps drafting all of the cycling lands, Matt. Matt, what's going on, my man? Nothing, man. What's up? Living how we doing? Together. As always, we got a lot to cover today, so let's jump right in. First of all, how was your Modern Horizons pre-release? The pre-release? Eh, it was all right. wasn't bad. The shop I went to, they only did Sealed on Saturday. Yeah, that's what you said last week, right? Yeah. So it was fun, but it wasn't as fun as drafting. I drafted the shit out of it on Magic Online, the Phantom oh. Drafts. My God, I have drafted this set so much on Magic Online. It's, in- it's a fun fucking draft set. It really it's is. It's an incredible draft format. And especially, yeah. I mean, I think we have differing opinions on this. A thousand percent. Coming off of War of the Spark draft, I drafted War of the Spark maybe 10, 15 times right when it first came out. And I just stopped because I hate that draft format. See, I liked it. I can't stand it. It sucks. I didn't draft it until you were actually at your event. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to like, oh, I might as well do this format it, yeah. at some point. Yeah. And it was, I liked it a lot, actually. Oh, I can't fucking stand it, man. It sucks. It's just planeswalkers just in that amount just really bug me when it comes to limited. And some of the uncommon ones should just are like the power level of mythic rares, except for without like a plus ability. Like if you tagged a plus ability onto the like Kometra or whatever her name is, I don't, and that I think that's wrong. But the blue four drop one that her. Minus ability, her minus ability is make a wizard and then you draw a card and have to discard a card. Yeah, that one's good. Like if you tacked a plus one ability onto her and that was her minus one and then she had just like some random ultimate that says like pretty much you win the game like every other fucking planeswalker, that would be a very good mythic rare planeswalker. Well, here's the here's what I noticed with those, Uh, especially that one. It's super splashable. Yeah, and that's the worst part. There's so many good fucking planes. I, I hate that form. That's but why I like it. you know what format yeah, I do the, like? Yeah, Modern Horizons. Fucking super Modern Horizons. Yeah, super fucking fun. So what, it's you going off on tangents this perfect. week, and I'm sitting here keeping us on track. Now, I was the one who fucking turned that boat around, dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but so how did you end up doing your... The pre-release, I went 2-2. Oh. Um, eh, could have been better. To be Our fair, uh, the last round, I faced a dude who had two swords. Oh, so in both of the swords, not like two yeah. of the same sword, both of the nope. swords. Different swords, yep. And I played a Naya Slivers list. It's pretty good. I think I have a picture of it that I can tweet out, or I'll have you tweet out. You tweet it, and then I'll retweet it from the Fetch and Shock account. Yeah, that For works. everybody it's out there, terrible. that's Fetch underscore good. Shock. Here's the thing, though. I didn't get too owed or anything. I, they games. all went to game three, and they were very good games. That's what I noticed with everything. It was super... There wasn't really big blowouts unless your opponent got mana screwed, but that's basically any format. All my experiences have echoed that as well. It seems as though all of the games are actual games of magic, and that was one of my issues with some previous draft formats. Like, there were just decks that you can't beat, and this time, at least, 
as much, it doesn't seem like that. Now, my pre-release, on the other hand... Oh, it's fucking dumb. My deck was legitimately, like, unbeatable. <laughs> it was so good. And I told you going in that both of these were probably the best two decks to go into, because you were kind of like a yeah, hybrid, hybrid yeah. deck. Yeah. I'm not very high on the green spells in the set. We can talk about that in a second. And you knew, and I talked to you about that going into it. I wasn't very high. I was just like, I hope I draft everything but green. And I opened up like my pack, like I started my draft because mine was obviously draft not sealed. And I started drafting and I was just getting just handed the blue, green, snow archetype deck. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to roll with this. And then I ended up getting pack one, pick seven and pick nine, the blue, white one at the end of in your end step, you blink a creature, Soul Herder. Soul Herder, yep. That's yeah, so you probably blink my creature. favorite card in this set. Yeah, for one blue white, you blink a creature and that you control and you put a counter on Soul Herder. I got that seven and nine. So I had two of those and I was like, well, fuck. And it, it only blinks a creature you control. Yeah, I said that. Oh, I wasn't paying attention because well, you're a dumb idiot. Yeah, you know so what the, I, this card is bonkers, for sure. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, Soul Herder's just fucking nuts, right? Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. It, it is probably one of the best uncommons in the set, and it's probably a higher pick than, like, 50% of the rares. Maybe higher. Uh, if your opponent doesn't answer it, and you have anything that has an ETB ability... Yeah. It's game. Good game. Yeah, it's nuts. And so I it, had... It grows, and... It grows from its own ability and other, other link abilities. Yeah. So if you have two of these out at the same time, which I did at the pre-release, you're you're living the dream. You're fucking going off. Every end step, you get to blink two of your creatures, which if you're drafting the deck, you you have value. So you're getting two triggers on relevant things, and you're getting two counters on each of them. Like that's nuts. Like I had, I I remember a board state I had. It was actually against the mirror because it was the guy like two seats away from me, and he was taking all the green spells for the ice deck and i was taking the blue spells for the ice deck which i think the blue spells are significantly better anyway um but i agree i i had the i had ponder mage so it's uh three four that has the card ponder on it when it enters the battlefield so you look at the top three you can rearrange them if you want to shuffle you can and then you draw a card i had two of the soul herders a ponder mage and a mana war on the battlefield at the same time i was living the actual dream it was a fucking wet dream in magic it was great i was in magical fucking christmas yeah that sounds about right yeah man of war uh, for everybody out there uh is a three mana two two and when it enters the battlefield you return target creature to its owner's hand yeah super, it was just insane. super awesome tempo play yeah he's it was it was a one of the easier pre-releases i've ever played in um and it's not because the format's easy it's just because the deck was handed to me it was uh, yeah i three would like i don't think i dropped a game except in the finals and I was playing like red, white aggro. So like, Matt, what are your like first impressions on the format? I like it. It's super balanced from what I found to be for the most yeah. part. Granted, occasionally someone will get a bomb that you just can't answer, but there's really not many of those. No, I mean, and honestly, I think this lends itself to the like the masters formats out there, which I would call this a master format. It doesn't yeah, follow the same template, it, but it really Well, they stopped making masters sets yeah, and so they this started is, this doing this. Yeah. This is follows, the new master set. It follows that same thing where the rares in the set are usually more geared towards constructed, whereas like the other cards in the set 
besides like you get, I mean, the other cards in the set are usually geared towards the limited format. Some of them are really good and constructed. Like in the Modern Masters one, like Path to Exile wasn't uncommon. I think uh, Dismember wasn't uncommon. Yes, it is. It's an uncommon. Yeah, like, like modern playable cards, but they're uncommon, but they're also incredible in draft. Whereas like in Modern Masters 2017, I think, like Splinter Twin was a card. It was a rare. Yeah, which is basically just wizard yeah, saying, useless. "Hey, here it's, you go." It's pretty much useless in here you go. In just dropping the price. That's all. And that's kind so, of what I like about limited or limited sets as far as masters formats go, or limited formats as far as master sets go. Every everything seems more balanced because the rares kind of suck shit. In yeah. So I mean, what what are some of your like highlight archetypes? And I think my favorite is the blank deck. Super fun. Yeah, I I agree. That's that's hundred percent on my alley too. You just get to play like creatures and they also get like some amount of value. My second have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. You get, it's just value decks is what it is. Oh yeah. And value tempo, blah, blah, blah. And you just can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. The creatures are nuts in this format. That's probably not my favorite. My favorite is actually probably the changeling deck because here's why you pick changelings and then you'd pick up slivers. You pick up, what's the other thing that the cat Lord is really good with slivers. Oh, what is it like, Master of the Pride or something? Yeah, it's you a three. Other cats plus yeah. two plus one. Yep. Yes. Which just randomly good. Which was basically what my Naya deck was. You're yeah. just you just pick up these Lord effects, if you will. And the slivers are obviously the better ones to do this because it's all slivers gain this, yeah, and it's yeah. an ability. It's the typical sliver template. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite, just because it's open to so much fun, and you have the that common card that is four mana white. It's two colorless white, white. I'm trying to think of the name of oh, it here. Um, irregular uh, cohort. Yeah. Two, two changeling. When it enters the battlefield, create a two, two color shapeshifter. Yeah. For four mana, you just get two, two, two changeling. Yes. Yeah. That card has been a fucking all-star. Like th- those cards never make it. Like I've never, don't think I've ever seen one pass like six pick and draft online. No, they're it's four power. For four mana. That's just good in draft. I mean, you're fucking Christ, that card's insane. And that's, that's the, really the worst. Card. The worst it is is two, two. If you blink yeah, it, you get another two, two. If you have a sliver that pumps it, or the cat lord that pumps it, or anything really. There's just so much synergy with yes. that card. There's a with lot that... of cards that we like that are just really fucking this set. All the uncommons are, they seem like they're pretty playable, which is really cool. Some are ridiculous. Like the. Sliver first, Sliver's chosen the four. Is that the white, exalted one? Three, three Sliver and all Sliver creatures you control have exalted. That's yeah, crazy. Well, get out of That's here. So good, yeah. And okay, but so yeah. what do you think after drafting this format a handful of times? What do you think is the best color? Blue. I really think blue is the best color. I think blue is the best color, eh? Yeah. Now why is that? A lot of the uncommons and commons. Well, the commons mostly are really good. Like you have Mana War. You yeah, have yeah. Fairy Seer. Um, you have a couple counter spells. You have Pondering Mage. You have the Unblockable Ninja. You got a really good draw spell. And uh, there's a hilarious deck that's Mill. Oh, yeah. You and me drafted together that one night. We were just yeah. like drinking beers, and I jumped on Skype with you and like Skyped in. And we oh, we started a draft, and you we fired it off. And I'm, we're looking at the packs, and we're just like, Oh Jesus, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, then we started getting past those uh those two mana O4 crabs, iceberg yep. cancrix, that yep. when a snow permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may have target player uh mill to. 
Yeah, the whole deck is common. <laughs> All we the good were just stuff like, in the deck is common. The whole time I'm just like, oh, we're doing this. We're doing the mill thing. And you're I was like, like, get the fuck you're out like, of here. You're like, no, no, there's no way. And every single time we like we got another pack passed to us, we were just like, oh, I was like, yes, yes. And you're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. And we got like our like third uh, stream of thought, which is the one blue uh, target player mills for card. And then you shuffle up to four in your graveyard for, yeah. into your library. And it replicates <laughs> we... for two colors and two blue. Yeah, we got that deck like handed to us on a silver fucking platter and i was so excited and you were just like in just absolute fucking shock you're like there's no way there's no way this is happening and then really the good. first game we played it was like turn six and we had milled our opponent into oblivion and i was just like yep and you're you were 100 flipped you were like yeah i'm on board let's fucking go let's do this well it just it basically stalls and yeah, then when you in stream of thought and replicate it twice for 12 cards and anytime there's like a weird win condition, like a mill deck or something like that in limited, I remember specifically uh, original Innistrad draft. If you like opened pack one, pick one, if you opened Laboratory Maniac, like you could make that a deck. You, yeah, you, you could do Laboratory Maniac, Ma- Maniac dot deck. That's one of my favorite things I've ever done in draft. Laboratory Maniac, for those of you out there, uh, three mana creature, and it says. If you would draw a card and there are no more cards left in your graveyard, you win the game instead. Or in your library, you win the game instead. Like, when you just get to do cool shit like that, I am so, 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 so on board. And in Limited, you really can't interact with mill cards. No, there's not really, unless you're, like, in the mirror and, like, both players have an abundance of uh, the, the stream of thought where you get to shuffle cards back in. Like, there's no interaction with that. Because the one game the dude just boarded in, like, 15 extra cards and it was yeah, like okay one, cool yeah, it was game he literally two of just match one yeah he was like the first game obviously he had 40 cards in his deck and then game two after we milled him out by turn six he he registered his deck with his almost i think like all of his playable sideboard cards yeah it was like 50 <laughs> cards or something like yeah, that it was like it was like 47 cards or something like that after he drew his initial seven we're like, whoa, what is going on? I was like, okay, that's fun, because yeah, you're going to draw like, garbage, and I'm just going to keep milling you to death. In typical me fashion, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you and say that I think white is the best color in this format. Weird. Who would have thunk? Yeah, shocker that white would... I think it's the second best color. There are a lot of good cards. I'll give I think you that. white is just so good because like, the card quality of white spans so many different decks like just at the uncommon slot you have things like battle screech you have like a bunch of slivers that are really really fucking powerful uh you have just random cards that are really good you have like the uh baby lark vesper uh, lark, vesper lark. yeah the yeah. three mana one that does the rev lark ability so whenever it leaves the battlefield you return a target creature with converted mana cost one from your graveyard to the battlefield it has the changeling that's a five or that's a seven mana, but it gets reduced by one for each creature type. So if you have another changeling, it's just a two mana three, three with double strike. Like the uncommons are just so good in so many different decks and the commons are like all of them seem playable. It's crazy. Like they have shelter, which gives protection. They have other slivers that are just just relevant. Like a lot of them are just two mana slivers that are two twos. They're fine bodies in most decks. There's a lot of two-two creature, like two-drop slivers in yeah, this the format. Yeah, the fact a that lot. 
but a lot of them are white. There's like, I think, three white ones and two red ones or something like that. I think they're all mostly white and red. Yeah, they're all they're all white and red because I think that that's the sliver color. No, white is I think white is really good in this format. And you got things like Recruit the Worthy that's really good in control decks and serviceable in like an ag- aggressive deck. What's that one do? That's the one mana if at instant speed that you create a one one uh, white one, one token, but it has buyback three. Yeah. So for four mana, you get to make a one one at instant speed, and then that card goes back to your hand. So if you have eight mana, you can make two. One ones and still keep that card. Yeah, that card was surprisingly good. And like Rocks Veteran is a common. It's a four mana two four with battle cry, and then when it attacks, you can tap a creature and opponent controls. That card's been really fine with me. Four toughness in four this toughness format is, is not easy to deal with. Yeah. And settle from beyond is just exile creature and it can also blink sometimes. Blink one of your creatures sometimes. That card's great. Reprobation. I know you hate that card. Yeah. Well, I just had really super over- not good over- luck with it. Me. I think yeah. that card is is really a significant piece in some matchups. Yeah, some matchups I played a lot of, against a lot of the ninjutsu decks. Oh, if you play blue black, that card is just fucking awful. It's unplayable. Well, not only that, they can bounce their own creatures and yada yada yada, and it's like, oh well, cool. Basically, just wasted a card, and I'm down a card now. Yeah, I, I just I've been every time I play against like a red, white, or green deck, and I have reprobation in my deck, I'm a happy camper. That card is really overperformed in those matchups, and that's what I've been playing against a lot in my drafts online. Every time, I, every time I'm playing blue-white, like I'm or blue or black online, I'm taking it out because it's not going to get the value. Yeah, not nearly. And I don't know if we... Do we agree on this that I think... And this is, this is my my echoing sentiment from the very beginning. I think green is like significantly by far the worst. It depends. It's a very, very good support color. Yeah, but my thing is one of my like, favorite it's never cards. Anything more than that, because yeah, that's fine. Some of the uncommons. Think about the uncommons. That's a thousand percent. I agree with that. Yes, but one like, of my favorite fucking cards in this format set, whatever you want to call it, is the Spring Bloom Druid. Oh, is that the three mana one one that when it enters the battlefield you sack a land and then you can go get two lands from your uh, two, two library, basic put lands still tapped. Yep super good yeah that was in my pre-release deck i can't tell you how many times i blinked that thing and just like went through my deck and i had no lands left so every draw i had was gasoline oh it was awesome yeah i had two of them in a sealed deck and it's just okay you can play whatever colors you want my issue is just like the uncommons like when you open up a pack and you see a green uncommon it almost feels like there's a 50 50 split of it not being playable yeah the best one's probably the sliver right I mean, actually, probably scale up is probably the best. I see. I've never played a scale up in my deck. I pass it a bunch. It just seems whatever. If you ever get to six mana and overload that shit, that's basically a one sided board wipe. Yeah, but I'm never taking that highly. I'm taking something that'll get me to six mana before I take that. If I see it later, I'll take it for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's not playing green. Green probably has some of the better rares for limited. Yeah, but green also has some of the worst uncommon. Yeah, I'll give you that. When are you ever drafting a Lana War Tribe and being like, yeah, I'm fucking stoked. Like, green, green, green? Yeah, no. probably not. Fuck that. Um, Crashing Foothills, it's that rare... Crashing Footfalls, sorry. It's the Suspend 4 for a green. You create two, two... Or two, four, four green rhinos with Trample. It's really good. Isn't that like Suspend 4, though? Yeah, but that's... One of my opponents played that against for... me in during my pre-release, and I looked at him and I was like, okay... And just killed him before he came off of suspend. 
the other another good one is Deep Forest Hermit, which is basically Hermit Druid. Hermit Druid. Yeah, it is. It, that's one hundred percent Hermit Druid. Yeah, it just is vanishing instead yeah, of Echo. Yeah, that's vanishing instead of uh, the upkeep Echo. The Deep Forest Hermit is vanishing. No, but Hermit Druid. Yeah, it's that's Echo. You just pay it again. Um, but the Deep Forest Hermit is three green green vanishing three. Whenever it enters the battlefield, create four one one green squirrel tokens, and then it that's gives cool. squirrels plus one plus one squirrels yeah. you control. I fucking um, love Hermadrid. That's really good if you can blink that ever. Yeah, that seems okay. Yeah, and you can do it before it dies, so you can hang around a turn or whatever. Um, those are probably the only good playable rares in green, I think. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many fucking awesome cards. Like, I played Ren and Six in a deck online. That's the green. Oh, yeah. I had him in my sealed. He's super good. The two yeah. drop. Oh, that card just fucking wrecks house. That card is so good. And it just like it makes your opponent prioritize that thing. And in the meantime, I'm just like plussing him. Yeah, and worst comes to worst. It's getting two a mana cycling land for life. I had games where I just went uh, forest green cycling land draw card. Turn two, run in six, get back that cycling land and then just went through that process and played like my creatures a turn later, but I was drawing so much extra cards and so much extra value that by the time Ren and six was done, I was like up like seven cards. Yeah. yeah, I was up like, yeah, I was up like, like 10 cards deep on my opponent. And he, he was like, Oh, thank God killed Ren and six. And I was like, Oh, here's 17 creatures. You're dead. Yeah. I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Hell yeah. That um, was so good. And post combat paying something for one. I mean, that's a real decent. thing. Yeah. That's pretty decent too. Yeah, hell yeah. Because you're not wasting a card on to kill something, um, and you can trade like your two or three drop for their three or four drop a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, just overall, not, uh, I guess this is still first impressions. Get, like, go ahead and grade this format like one through ten. Seven and a half or eight, I'd say. Yeah, see, I for thought you were going to be fun. much lower on it than I am. No, it was super fun. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I'm thinking, I was thinking, yeah, like an eight. It's somewhere in between an eight and a nine. Like not my favorite, really, but really it's like it's fun. Yeah. How would you I like how there's to... not blowouts? Yeah. How would you compare it to other master set? Because this is essentially a master set, right? I don't think anybody's going to argue with us on that. Probably third or fourth overall. Who would you put at number one with that? One of the modern masters. The I believe the second modern masters. Modern master 2015. Yeah, I think that's the. My that favorite format. See, I honestly, and I, I, I think my I favorite master set. I should. I think I told you this before. I think I'm putting this as far as a limited format above every other master. Oh, well, you're just a good person. So no, I think I think this yeah. set is the real deal. It's fun, but it's it's not better than the Modern Masters two or whatever 2015. 2015. It is better than Eternal Masters and Ultimate Masters. Well, yeah, Eternal Masters and Ultimate Masters were just bad i think bad. those were both actively bad limited formats it's just Ultimate masters not out. as bad as um unlimited masters but they're both not great i agree what do you think out of this set will make an impact anywhere else because we saw oh god we saw where the spark makes some impacts in a lot of formats do you think this will do that or what do you think about that okay so i would say to the extent that uh war the spark had no never oh yeah i agree with that I don't know if there's ever going to be a set, especially a standard legal set that's ever going to hit formats like War of the Spark did. I agree. But I do think this this set is going to make waves. My big thing is it's always the weird, like, unassuming things that are really important to decks. I really like the Canopy Lands right now. Yeah, that was my first point. Yeah. A lot of modern decks got some upgrades in their mana bases. 
a lot oh, of them. Yeah. Especially like Mono Red Phoenix is playing the white red one or the blue red one. Like they're playing a, a red based uh, canopy land. Do you think that makes the Mono Red Phoenix better since their lands can do, do double duty? I don't know, man, because Thing in the Ice is a card, and that card is really fucking nuts. Yes, I agree. I'll give you that. I'm just curious if Mono Red is just better than the Blue Red now, since your lands do they tap for mana, and if you ever start flooding out, you said, okay, yep, thanks for the yeah, card. I don't know, man. I mean, that, that remains to be seen. Maybe maybe they'll get Lava Dart in there, too, at some point. Lava Dart's the one red instant yeah. speed, one damage, and you could sack a mountain to deal to flashback. I think Gutshot just better. I don't know. Because Lava Dart does count as two spells. Does count as two spells. Didn't think of that. And against humans, like, that's a relevant thing. Pick off humans is like drops. top dog right now. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. It might. Mono Red might be a thing now, I guess. Well, it's always been a thing. It's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just hasn't not been it's better or whatever. Top dog. I don't know. What else What are you, are you thinking from this? Well, one of the big things that jumped from $2 to almost 40 is the Hogak. Uh, Risen Necropolis. Necropolis. Necropolis? Necropolis. That's it. Fucking words are hard sometimes. Leave me alone. That's on a fucking... The only reason why I know that word is because I think a song in... It's a song on a Black Dahlia Murder record. And I love the Black Dahlia Murder. That's like one of my favorite like death metal bands. Pretend you didn't say that. It's fuck off. Black Dahlia Murder <laughs> sweet. Fucking rock on. Yeah. But this card is a five mana green black hybrid green black hybrid. Legendary creature avatar, eight eight trample. It has convoke and delve. You may cast it from your graveyard, but you cannot spend mana to cast the spell. Yeah, so he's just you have to convoke or you have to delve. Well, it's both. You can do both, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, you have to do some amount of the yeah, but there's seven there's mana's new, worth of some amount. Of- yeah, Bridgevine decks are popping up everywhere, and it's it's kind of the newer spice on Dredge or whatever. Yeah, so if we're looking at like Magic Online, Magic Online challenges and leagues and stuff, the hour zero decks that have benefited the most that people have like actually had finishes with are like Bridgevine graveyard based Hogart decks. Hogak. Hogak. I'm thinking Hodor from fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking. Spoilers. <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alert for an episode that came out like six years ago. It's still spoiler, bro. I still haven't watched this season. Fuck the dragon show. No, every, I mean, I, I like the way it ended. That's going to be, we're going to start another podcast. It's all about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Hey, dude, I'm down. I could do it. Fuck magic. Let's talk about Daenerys Tar- Targaryen. I think that this card is good. I really do. I think it kind of gives some life to that deck, which was yeah. kind of puttering out. We talked about this before, you and me, I think like a couple of days ago. I just don't know if it really puts the deck on like a different axis. I don't think it puts it on a different axis. Makes it a fuckload faster. Does it really, though? It's a free 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah, but... And you have your grave crawlers and blood gas. But if you're Basically, really blowing Ultra through... Basically, Dementia... Altar of Dementia? Yeah, that one. Yeah. And uh, you have your new sack outlet of Carrion Feeder, so you can start... Well, the sack, le- the sack outlet, I don't think, really makes a difference because they had the one-mana uh, black creature that was a free oh, yeah, sack. yeah, yeah. Yep. This one's... I think Carrion Feeder is just better, though. Carrion Feeder is just better, but they had that resource. Yeah. And Vengevine has just been the efficient creature in that. I guess like it seems that Hogar or Hogak fucking Christ. I'm never going to be able to not Hodor that. (laughs) It's always going to be Hodor. 
Hodor! Uh, now, I feel like that card is never going as powerful in my mind as Vengevine, but it's just like, I guess, copies four through eight of like a Vengevine-y effect. I think one of the biggest things is, I think it's actually a benefit that you can't spend mana. Because sure. provoking and delving when you're dumping your deck into your yard, and you can cast it from your graveyard, so it doesn't even matter if you mill it. You're, you're yeah, milling but how many of these are you going to cast yeah. on average in a game? Like one and a half? No, because with bridges in your graveyard, you can actually cast another one. You can cast it and get a zombie out of it or two or however many bridges you have. But if if your argument is that it makes it quicker, like you're going to end up having to exile like some value spells or some of the good creatures in the deck in order to cast that first one quick. That feels bad. Maybe. But then you have an 8-8 trample. And then your opponent has one mana white path to exile. I don't think paths as relevant as you think it is. It isn't the decks that I play. <laughs> the decks that you play, yes, but well, also the... isn't like the second. I mean, I'm just going off data from MTG Goldfish, which could be total bullshit, but it's usually not like it's usually a pretty good metric for the format. The second biggest deck in the current modern meta is Blue White Control. So if you're facing, if you're Bridgevine and you're facing against a, blue, a bunch of Blue White Control, first of all, you're probably dead anyway because they have like rest in peace and all the stuff. And the but board, also yeah. Path to Exile wrecks your new little toy yeah but i think if you're playing against blue white you don't run out your giant 8-8 creature that you spend a bunch of resources to get i think that's when you play your 2-2 idiots that you can just cast from your graveyard or play from your graveyard or come back from the graveyard sure i mean i think you're always going to to have that advantage game one against blue white control with those decks that's that's the biggest thing with dredge they they just fucking demolish you man they just fuck you up not if you get under there real quick. That's what, game, that's what I'm saying, game one. It's like Affinity. Affinity, it's, oh, they're a game one deck. Well, then why the fuck is Affinity so goddamn efficient? And When's the last time you, you saw an Affinity list, three. like, finish anything? Good. Affinity, Affinity, or the idiot Affinity, green Affinity, Affinity, like OG Affinity. Oh, well, I, I still play that shit. deck. That's why I, I said something that finish is good, so obviously you're not piling it if it finishes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> Mr. 2-2 pre-release? Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'm I'm high class. I 3-0'd. <laughs> So I was doing sealed, you snarky bitch. <laughs> oh, I was doing sealed, and these are my excuses for how bad I am. You fucking Vesper snark. <laughs> Goddamn nerd. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Hogark is a card that we might have to worry about. I think he's just another flash in a pan, like, like the Neoform decks. When Neoform came out, people were losing their mind, and they're like, oh, I can Allosaurus Rider into Gristlebrand on turn zero, and this is going to be the coolest deck ever. And everybody jumped on that train. And how many Neoform decks have you seen since, the, like, the week one of that? Well, here's the thing. That's cool yeah. as fuck if you can do that. Touché. Oh, it's cool as fuck as you can, if you can do that, but you you can do it maybe one out of every 15 games you play. That's not a good enough ratio to make a good deck. That's true, but I think this is going to be a little bit more... And I'm I'm all for playing like your pet decks and I'm all for playing fun decks. Like I'm still playing like Esper Spirits in Modern. That's because it's one of my favorite decks of all time. Because I think Spirits are the coolest. Clearly better, yeah. But there are I there's a difference between playing your pet deck and having fun. Like if you really enjoy playing Neoform, then you really enjoy just losing to yourself a bunch, it seems. Yeah. I can give you that. I don't know if people are thinking that they're just if people are genuinely having fun with that deck continue to play it please go for it but if you're playing that deck because you're just like oh look how powerful this is and it's not that powerful because you're dying to yourself a lot yeah you're kind of just going all in which by all means go for it yeah if you like the all-in combo decks that's the one for you but i think after it i think 
uh, Hodor is going to be in that vein of flash in the pan for week one. We're not really going to see it again. Yeah. Any other cards that you think are going to make like a significant impact? Significant impact? Or just an impact in general? I think the force of negation. The force, that and the grain force. The force of vigor, I think it is. I mean, we're already seeing that in other... Formats, yeah. Formats, yeah. Uh, I think we saw a vintage deck with that card in it. Both of them. Both of those in Dredge. Yeah. Force of Vigor and Force of Negation. I mean, free spells, and that's kind of like the overarching thing of what we're talking about right now. Free spells, because Hodor is a free spell. Also, that's what I'm calling it. Everybody out there should call it Hodor. Yeah, it's no longer Hogak. It's fucking Hodor. Get over it. So everybody's calling it Hodor. So now that that's covered, he's holding the door. Everything is good. Hodor, a free spell. Force of Negation, a free spell. The Force of Vigor, free spell. Anytime that Wizards prints a free spell, everybody's just like, oh, oh, thank you for the new toy, idiots. We're going to try to abuse this as much as we possibly can. Abuse the shit out of this. Yeah, which is, I mean, they keep printing them, so obviously they don't mind us having free spells, except for I can't have fucking Gataxian Probe in in fucking uh, Popper. <laughs> That's actually really funny. I hate like I first of all, I can't stand Gitaxian Probe. I think Gitaxian Probe is like one of the worst design cards ever. But man, I like that card in Popper. It's the only format you can really play it. <laughs> no, you can play it doesn't one actually matter. Popper doesn't matter. You can play one in every format. In or in Commander in the one format that you give a shot. Commander and Vintage, yeah. You can play it in. Yeah, Vintage. I could play a I could play Gitaxian Probe. Eat shit. Along you, and, my... you and the seven people that play vintage. I, added I told one you point. there's 12 of us. Nope, there's not. No, I'll play vintage online. And shout out to all the vintage players out there. You're too rich for my blood. Unless you're playing online, then you're just as poor as I am. Fucking anything besides fourth edition basic planes is too rich for your blood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you talk shit about fourth edition, my man. <laughs> that white border life. Everybody out there, white border life. Love Everyone it. knows the only ha- good white borders are... Unlimited. Every card with white borders. Nope, unlimited. No, I'm okay. going to actually white border all of my cards. I'll cut like you. Water Horizons cards, I'm white border. Fuck it, don't care. All right. I, think... I will cut you. <laughs> all right, so I think I think we're done with the with the uh, Mono Horizon spoilers. The next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, whatever the fuck is going on with the MPL and organized play right now. What do you think about that, dude? That's some fucking nonsense, if you ask me. Yeah, so... This week, they announced some new people for that they're inviting to the Mythic Championship or whatever. And it is a bunch of it's it's a couple Hall of Famers with also a few streamers thrown in there. And I I don't think any of the streamers I'm not saying they're bad magic players, but they're not like it, there was some weird disconnect between like LSV was in this list. Who's finally getting invited to one of these things or at least accepting an invite to one of these things. And then just some random streamers that i i've never really even heard of i don't really watch magic streaming a lot i'm more of like a youtube video content person because i can do that on my own time i don't have to follow somebody's schedule but it's just they're all over the place with these invites for these things and it just makes me feel like these events are not about high level play no not at all it's the fucking magic today show is what it seems like yeah it just feels like it's they're showcasing the big people in the community which great yeah that's awesome i I think that's fucking awesome my issue is they haven't told us so they're masquerading it as as this fucking big thing that is saying hey come watch the best players in the world play this 
when we had that, that was the Pro Tour, and they covered yeah. it really well. Here's, oh, also, remember uh, when we had that? That was you're GP. Trying to, you're trying to get me fucking fired up, I can tell. Yeah, that's the point. Here's the fucking thing. You can have both. You can fucking do both. You can have both of them. You can but have can a super you? fucking... Yeah, a thousand percent, yes. You can fucking have a super competitive tournament, and then you can have the fucking... The popularity thing where you take the most popular people and let them play. That's fucking awesome, too. There's a crowd for both of those. But when you start being shady and fucking cunty about it and just <laughs> mixing matching, that's where it gets real fucky. You, I, well, they're, you, they're, my issue is you, not you refer to it. Would you refer to it as? Oh, when we were talking about it before, I said yes. they're turning it into the celebrity golf yes. invite. Of Magic the Gathering. Fucking exactly. And I, my, and my point was, I, if if I know it's a celebrity golf invitational, I'm going to tune in and I'm going to watch it because I want to see Charles Barkley swing a golf club. Because if you've yeah. never seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club, it is the funniest goddamn thing you've ever seen in your entire not, life. You don't want to go watch Tiger Woods. I'm not Woods expecting Charles Barkley to throws. be playing with Tiger fucking Woods. Yeah, exactly. You wanna... <laughs> They're not going to compete on the same level. And you can do both of those things. Like, you can have that, and you can have the competitive scene. You don't have to try to fucking mix and mash. And... Yeah, that's why the PGA has both of those things. They have, like, the full-on competitive golf stuff, and then they have the the goof-off celebrity stuff, and they both do well. Yeah, and they have the, uh, where a pro plays with a famous person. That's cool, too. But just let us know what you're doing. Do that so we know. You've seen, you've watched the, like, Magic Super League stuff. Yeah, super fucking fun. Yeah, that that is kind of what I envision when you say having your cake and eating it too in that scenario, where you have these really awesome Magic celebrities going against the best players of all. I don't think there's an actual prize for that, though. I they, mean, I don't give a fuck about the prize. If it's... Yeah, it's super fun to watch, but that's, you know what it is. You know what it is. There's yeah, they're very transparent with what that is. There's, yeah, Randy and the Bueller's interaction with that is, and he's the fucking man. Yeah, fuck yeah. The interaction with that is so awesome too, because the magic celebrities, as far as I know, they do like they maybe post their deck lists, or whatever. But like Saffron Olive and Pleasant Kenobi have been on the Team Modern ones before, and it, this the Team Modern one just started or is just starting. They posted the deck list yesterday, I believe. Um, this is dating when we were, I guess. But <laughs> they posted the deck lists, and like they're excited about it because they get to interact with this different level of community that is so fucking vibrant and so cool. And they really take advantage of it. That's the best part. They, they're they playing dumb, goofy decks because that's that's on brand. Like, if Saffron Olive ever, ever plays a tier deck, like, I'd lose I, my that, goddamn mind. I'm, I'm, like, I'm going to be like, sleeves who's up? got it Saffron Olive and put his skin over top of that? Because yeah. that's not him. He sleeves up like Phoenix or something. You're like, what the fuck is going on yeah, here? Get, the, get these fucking humans out of your deck. I want you to be playing fucking Tribal Minotaur bullshit. And be <laughs> doing well with it is the 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 kicker yeah, there. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Magic, see, organized play right now is in such a weird spot. It's like, GPs mm-hmm. aren't getting covered. Yeah, that's so fucky too. They're oh, god damn it. That was an issue last week with um the people doing uh like Kickstarter campaigns for their for their flights to the Barcelona GP Barcelona or Pro Tour Barcelona or Mythic Championship Barcelona. Like cuz they used to supply flights for all these people. Now that's not part of it. And it seems like they are making a very calculated and very intentional move away from competitive magic. Yep. Because I don't think it's a money maker. Like how many but, people out there in in a percentage? How many people in the magic community really 
truly give a fuck about high level competitive. I'd say a decent amount though. Like it's I would say less than thirty percent. Oof. Yeah. But I aren't they gonna make more money off of the people doing high level stuff? Because they're the ones buying cards, they're Are they? Yeah. Because I know so many like SCG grinder people who don't own any of their fucking decks. They borrow cards. But someone has to buy those cards, is what I'm saying. No, or somebody has to have those cards because they're playing like modern. Exactly, but someone owns them. But if someone if, also you're, that you're saying somebody has somewhere. to buy those cards, they're buying those cards from Star City Games. They're buying those cards from Channel Fireball. They're buying those cards from LGSs. Those motherfuckers aren't buying packs. No, they're but buying people from the secondary buy market. packs. That's not making fucking. That's not making wizards a goddamn. Sin. No, it doesn't make make wizards money, but it makes other people money. Yeah, but Wizards doesn't give a fuck about making other people money. They want to make their bread. Yeah, don't be cunts, Wizard. How about that? I mean, I'm fine with them being like that because... But I just want them to be transparent about it. The communication breakdown is my big, 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 big problem. Well, that's why some of those... Like, Jerry Thompson left because they're like, Yeah, just sign this fucking 9,000-page contract. And And he's like, like, no, fuck "Um, you. No, none of the things that I want are in this contract. And they're like, fuck off, sign it. And he's like, no, eat shit and die. Yeah, and then he's like, yep, see you later. And good for Jerry T, sticking up for for professional. Because me, I'm certainly not going to fucking do it because I don't give a fuck. Will I watch the Pro Tour or in the Mythic Championship? Yeah. Are there people that I really want to see succeed in professional magic? Yeah. But are those people that I want to see succeed in professional magic? Like just regular Joes, like every day, like just grinders that don't produce any content? No, not at all. The people that I want to see win tournaments are either straight up underdogs that ever just like, we don't know who this person is. I want to see those motherfuckers beat like the LSVs of the world and the, like the Patrick Chapins of the world and all of the magic players who have been around for fucking ever. Like, do I want to see Shota Yasuoka win another tournament? No. Do I want to see fucking Joe Schmo from fucking like middle of nowhere, South Dakota win the mythic championship? Oh, whoa, whoa. You're Fuck. cutting yes, on I South do. Dakota. Yeah, I want to see that fucking Whoa, whoa. Sorry, South Dakota. All four people in South Dakota, one of those four people, are going to win the next Mythic Mythic Championship, and I will be cheering them on full fucking throttle. Here's the other hand of that, though. A lot of these pros put out more content than anyone. That's like... I wouldn't say a lot of them. A good amount. But the pros that we like put out a lot of content. Like, my favorite... Constantly. I mean, okay, for the people out there, also, Matt, uh, this is the pop quiz. Who is my favorite professional magic player? Matt, couldn't go ahead. Who is it? Couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell me? No, it might or may or may not be the Italian Stallion. The fucking man, the myth, the legend, Andrea Mangucci. That's my boy. Fuck yeah. But is Andrea my favorite magic player? Because his fucking finishes in GPs or his finishes in magic like tournaments? No, because no. he's legacy video. He's my fucking favorite magic player competitive magic player professional magic player because his fucking legacy videos (laughs) i will sit there and watch him play legacy for hours and hours and hours he's never going to get the chance to play that format at a high level tournament like a pro tour or a mythic championship ever that bums me out like i want i i love his content so i love that person he is so great he's so fucking funny his streams are great his his uh channel fireball videos are awesome I love the fact that he is such a good representative for such an awesome and underappreciated format. Everybody else that's in the Magic Pro League or that's 
on this fucking list. I honestly, I don't really care about because yeah, I, I don't like, know who ninety nine percent of them are. I like content creators that are, I, I kind of like us that are fucking crude. They're not very serious, and they're they're doing their own thing. Everybody that's part of the Magic Pro League just seems so fucking cookie cutter. The only person that I think on that list that I really fucking like dig that isn't Andrea is uh is Ben Stark. Because Ben Stark is so unapologetically all about draft. He's like, even on his stream, he's just like, no, I'm not going to fucking play Constructed. Constructs is fucking stupid. If I have to practice for like some kind of tournament that's standard, I'll play standard by myself. But you guys know what you're tuning into when you watch my shit. It's going to be draft. We're doing drafts. And I'm yeah. like, yes, that's my fucking dude right there. Yeah, it just does what he wants to do. It doesn't so, really so, give a shit. Yeah, I mean, so pretty much our only ask is, I just I just want to know what the fuck's going on. If the pro tour means pro- promotional tour and not professional tour, I'm cool with that. I don't give a fuck. Because honestly, I don't give a fuck about professional magic anyway. I yeah, just I, I don't know. genuinely care about pro magic. I just want to know. What's a fucking kid's card game? Yeah, I mean, I want these people to make good money doing what they love. But if people are like leaning hard on making a career out of magic, magic, and it's just playing the game, you fucked up somewhere in your life. You need to you need to get into the journalism side. You need to get into some kind of production yeah, side, writing, creating like content, creating videos, or editing videos, or editing some kind of content, or working behind the scenes is like a Star City Games thing. Because I mean, look at uh, Commander versus series. Yeah. All four of those guys on that show. Do you think that's the only job they have at SCG? Not a chance. No, all those guys work GPs. Like they're they're actual people who work at that company. Yeah, you they're, can see my boy Stephen Green at basically every GP or yeah, not. They GP, do their nine the, to five. The open series. Yeah, they do their nine to five at SEG, and then they do the Commander Verse series is like a side hustle. I mean, sure, it's part of their job, but they take two outer two hours out of a fucking random Wednesday and do that, and then they go back to their desks and do whatever the fuck else they do. Sounds like a terrible fucking job, if you ask me. I mean, I oh, would fucking kill for oh, hey, from like one to three, let's go play Commander. Yeah, fucking Christ. Like, we'll just take an extra hour or two long, longer lunch break and play Commander and then upload it to YouTube at some point. Like, yeah. what a fucking miserable life that sounds like. This depressed me, man. I'm sad from all this. It went from rage to sadness to rage back to sadness. <laughs> we're just, we're okay. so, our emotions are cyclical. You're fucking with my emotions, bro. I don't I don't dig it. Let's go to something a more little happy? bit more happy. Yeah, let's let's cheer up this motherfucker. You know who cheers me up a lot? Me? Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Well, fucking a lot of things, dude. Skateboarding, Naked flowers. Yeah. What makes you happy, Matt? Fucking planeswalkers, maybe? Maybe three chandras? Oh, you like planeswalkers? Maybe maybe three brand new chandras? Yo, I heard you like I heard you like a million planeswalkers in your last standard set. And so we're going to put another 300 in your next standard set. So you can have planeswalkers while you also have more planeswalkers. (sighs) Man, fucking everyone buy your elder spells now. Just fucking load up on them, bitches. Just just empty your wallets on the outer spell because apparently planeswalkers at every rarity are just a thing now. We got our first look at core set 2020 spoilers and they come in the form of three count them three chandra planeswalkers one at uncommon one at rare one at mythic rare i'll go ahead and read off all of them right now before we kind of go into depth so the uncommon one is chandra novice pyromancer she's a 
four mana for three colorless, one red. She's a five loyalty planeswalker. She has a plus one ability. The elementals you control get a plus two plus oh into the end of turn. Her minus one is you add two red to your mana pool. Her minus two is Chandra Novice Pyromancer deals two damage to any target. Matt, you want to read the next one? Yeah, I can. Did you read the loyalty of this bitch off? Yeah, she was five. Okay, so this one's actually my favorite. I think it's the best one. It is Chandra, Acolyte of Flame. It is one red red. Legendary Planeswalker Chandra has four loyalty, and it has a zero ability. Put a loyalty counter on each red Planeswalker you control. So basically it pluses herself at the worst, for one that is. And then the second zero ability is create two one one red elemental creature tokens. They gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step, and then she has a minus two. You may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard. If that card would be put in your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Yeah, she's pretty good with four loyalty. That's solid. All right, and then Big Mama Chandra. That should be her name. I wish that was her name. I wish it was Chandra Chandra Big Mama out here. Thick Chandra. She extra thick. She's, she's, I mean, she's thick enough to be a four mana, or she's a four colorless, two red planeswalker. Chandra Awaken Inferno. She has a plus two ability that says each opponent gets an emblem that says at the beginning of your upkeep, the emblem deals one damage to you. She's a minus three ability that says Chandra Awakened Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. And her minus X ability is she deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If it if a creature dies that way, exile instead. She has six loyalty. Do you want to know what these read to me as? What do they read to you? Fuck you, control players. I mean, yeah, they're they're all kind of cool. I mean, that's that's kind of the heart and soul of red, right? Like it's either yeah. you're with control or you're against control. That's been the moniker since day one. Yeah, I could see. Two of these actually being finishers in a control deck, believe it or not. Oh my god, the six mana one, Chandra Awakened Inferno? Can't be countered. She's legit. Her plus ability is, I'm going to put her you on a clock. Her plus ability could just kill somebody, just like outright. Put like, you on you a clock. twice and you're dead. Yeah, that's a that's a relatively quick clock, because it increases every turn by a damage each turn. Those, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that token not, stacks. She's a Those real stack. She's a real deal. And she can't be countered? That's nuts. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, she's fucking good. I think, I mean, honestly, regardless of the play applications of these, the more exciting thing to talk about with them is the fact that, one, they exist, which means now this is a design space that we have to get used to. Nope. That they, that wow. they are willing to put Planeswalkers at uncommon rare and mythic rare in any context. Well, yes, but for this set, they actually said that this is the only Planeswalker they're doing this with. Yeah, 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 but, but going forward... We can expect uncommon and rare planeswalk. Yes. Well, we could. That happened in uh, War of the Spark too. Yeah, that, but that's the precedent that was set in War. Yeah. Is it now? This is something we have to look forward to, or fucking loathe moving forward. I'm on the loathe side of it, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this, but it is I what mean, it is. Fucking some of the uncommon planeswalkers we've seen have just been busted. Luckily, this one is not, so that's fine. Um, the other thing that really stands out to me is the fact that all three of them are Chandra. Like, that's really cool to me. I, I love Chandra as a character. And the fact that we get, like, Chandra Novice Pyromancer seems to be a young one in the art. Yeah, it's very it, flavorful. For the for the astute out there, 
in the art of novice pyromancer, it kind of looks like she might be back home. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't know enough about the architecture of Kaladesh. Maybe. So that's like shortly after her spark ignited. Yeah, she's definitely sure. very young, and, and her I, skills are limited based on the art, from what I gather. Yeah, her art and also her just abilities. But then you look at the next one, the Acolyte of Flame. It's definitely not in the same fucking place. And it looks like she's like she's sitting. She's riding that flame boy. on a rock, like manipulating flames into elementals. And you can look in the art and see two people doing, I guess, the same thing on rocks behind her. But it doesn't have like that same architecture as the uncommon one. So I can only assume it's maybe a different plane that maybe she's going to sharpen her skills or something like that. That's going to be a cool storyline. And then you obviously have Awakened Inferno where she is just like full on like she a bad flame bitch. on going for it. Yeah, she's bad bitching that up. Yeah, she's she's really fucking shit up in that art. I mean, all of these arts are fucking insane, too. I yeah, can't get enough. Cool. I absolutely love Chandra as a character. And my thing is, too, maybe this has a little bit of a crossover with the Netflix series. Yeah, the show coming out. Yeah, the spoiler arts and images from the Netflix series showed Chandra. Maybe there's a tie in here. That would be pretty fucking cool. That would yeah, be really yeah. fucking I'd rather see that than the fucking MPL any day. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be a big hit, I think. Mm-hmm. If they don't fuck it up. Yeah, fuck yeah, I agree. All right. I mean, any any other thoughts on Don Chandra? It remains to be seen what this set's going to have. Um, I'm just kind of pissed off that like spoiler season is just never fucking ending at this point. It's, it it's went not spoiler season. It's spoiler year. Yeah, it's just constant at this fucking rate they're going. Yeah, it went from something that's very special and exciting to something that's just like monotonous. It seems like it never ends now. I'm like, oh, I just came off of War of the Spark and War of the Spark was so sweet. And, and then Horizon. Before release day, I already ship. have spoilers yeah. for the next set. Yeah. Like, fuck off. He, and then Commander will be coming out after 2020. So it's going to be like a whole fucking year of spoilers. Yeah. Gonna be, we're going to be fucking just drowning in all this cards. It's really going to be really, it's really bad for somebody's wallet. Yeah, I have, two, about stuff like that. I have two thoughts. It's fucking awesome that they're just pumping out cards like this. But it's real shitty because if you play more than one format, you're fucked. Good luck paying for everything. Yeah, good luck affording your life from here on. Yeah. Hope you enjoy being homeless and having a bunch of magic cards. Well, I do. I know that. But yeah, it's just you're getting your wallet's getting taken a beating for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, like coming off of War of the Spark, where you had to buy all these cards for your constructed formats. Because Karn and Narset. Like it had real impact, so you're gonna have to play cards that interact with those cards. If you play modern or standard or vintage or eh, literally any format, because those cards just fucked up everything. Yeah, they definitely saw. They made some impacts everywhere. That's for sure, without a doubt. And then Modern Horizons comes out and does, and it's I can only assume is gonna do the same thing, where there's going to be cards that impact at least modern. There could be some impact in vintage and legacy too. Not nearly as big of one, but yeah. No, 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 but there will be impact. Yeah, there will be impact, but not nearly as big as War of the Spark. I don't think we'll ever see a set like that again. Yeah. It'll have that big of an impact. But there was, but then now we have Magic 2020. There are people on Twitter, like uh, Saffron Olive. He was on Twitter spouting off some shit about, oh, wow, if like my, I just got my Magic 2020 spoiler. Holy shit, is it fucking insane? And there were people in the mentions of that tweet being like, 
no way it's as good as mine. Like Wedge from the Manus Horse was like, there's no way it's good as mine. And there was another guy chiming in just like, yeah, no, mine's going to blow you guys out of the water. And everybody's just like, yeah, we'll see about that. So there's like, there's real cards in this fucking format too. Like if they impact standard and they impact modern and they impact other formats, like people's wallets are hurting, man. Yeah, they're just going to go fucking bananas. Yeah, there's a real fatigue as far as just seeing cards and seeing new cards goes. And there's a real fatigue on people's finances. Like if Wizards is trying to sell a bunch of cards, releasing a bunch of cool things over and over and over again is probably not the best way to do it. Yeah, first I love all, seeing gonna... new cards. I can't pay for them. Yeah, I mean, nope, I agree. But you know what? You can you can get a cool card right now and you don't have to pay a goddamn cent for it. No, not at all. Yeah, do you know you... how you do that? Um, what is it? I believe. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know this. You're talking about our giveaway. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Giveaway, baby. How do you guys like free shit? I personally like free shit. Yeah, free shit's tight, especially if it's free shit that's worth like a good amount of money and is also a really good card for a lot of formats. Yeah. So how do you how do you uh? so if you didn't catch on, we're giving something away. Yes, we are. We're giving away a foil prismatic vista that it was opened by me. From my prize packs at the war or at the uh, Modern Horizons pre-release, I opened it up and I looked at it. I was just like, "Oh, this is fucking sweet!" And the guys around me, one of the guys at the shops, was looking over my shoulder because I opened him up at the counter. He's like, "Oh shit, that's like that's pretty nice." That's yeah, like, hundred bucks. Yeah, he's take. like, "Are you guys trying That'd to be like ninety? He looked at me. He's like, are "You trying to sell that?" And I'm like, "I don't know how much is, how much are you guys buying for." He's like, ah, "We'll probably pay like ninety five on it." And I looked at him I'm like, "Huh." No, I think I'm going to give this away on my podcast. And he looked at me with the fucking most crooked eyes. He's like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get that, insane. trying to get that foil shit, bro. I am nuts. I am. I'm fucking crazy. So we're giving it away. And all you have to do is go to our Twitter at fetch underscore shock. Find the tweet with it. Retweet that tweet and follow us. And you're good to go, baby. You're just, entered. Just That's do it. that. You did it. Yeah. You did the thing. We will be announcing the winner next week. Yeah, our next episode. Next episode, episode five, the big zero five. The big, the big zero five. We did it. And uh, fuck, man, I just realized our fucking our our giveaways are gonna have to step it the fuck up after this one. Maybe by episode fucking a hundred, we're gonna be giving away straight power. Hey, man, let let's fucking do it. I'm down. Shout out to last week's episode, yeah. Matt's Lotus that he just got. We're gonna be giving away on episode hundred. <laughs> Hey man, depends. Yeah, gotta, we'll see. Depends if I'm in a coma or not. If I'm in a coma, sure, give that fucker away. Actually, you might have to fight. You might have to fight Kev for that. It's for the podcast, dude. I'm gonna hit you with my car for the cast. You might have to fight Kev. I'll pull his hair. He's fine. <laughs> I'll pull his hair. He's <laughs> I'll take him. Down. All right, dude. No, well, but yeah, I'm excited to, to give that shit the, away. Are you ready to move into the most exciting part of the episode? Uh, where you leave and I sit here in silence. Yeah, let's do it. No, we got one more thing to cover before that. Uh, ooh, you're talking about AK, baby. Yeah, we got accumulated knowledge. So if for our returning viewers, you know what's up. But for the new people out there, first of all, welcome. Thank you for coming. Second of all. It's about goddamn time you got here. Yeah, fuck. Shit. Yeah, you dickheads. Go back and listen to all of our other shit. Also, keep tuning in. We appreciate you. You're the best. I will give you a kiss anytime I see you. Just come up to me and just smooch me on the lips. I'll be cool with that. But we're doing accumulated knowledge. So accumulated knowledge is the game show we do every single week where one of us asks the other one a 
Magic the Gathering card, the title of it. I will give you the title, and you have to guess. The other person the has to converted guess mana cost. converted mana cost of the card. And <laughs> we've already found out in multiple episodes that Matt is very fucking good at this. So like this week, Rain Man. Matt is going to make me look like a fool, and he's going to be doing the asking, and I will be doing the answering or lack thereof. Yeah, let's point this out that I was almost five for five. I was super close. I was one mana off, five for five. Yeah, well, almost only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades, dickhead. Still counts. <laughs> it's, don't, don't matter how it's sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this isn't loading. Fucking pull up Scryfall. Yeah, I'm by the way, I'm we, not do, doing we use Scryfall. Yeah, Gather we use Scryfall. Is a, dead, is a dead media. We use Scryfall. If you guys don't use Scryfall to look up your cards, you're slipping. Oftentimes, I actually use um, Card Kingdom. It's just easier and loads faster for me because Scryfall it's, is being a twat. If I know the card... I'm I'm using probably Card Kingdom, but if I'm just looking for random criteria, I'm uh, definitely using Scryfall. I gotcha. All right, That'd fire it up, dude. Let let's see what you got for me. Are you ready? I've never been more ready. So you might get this one. Actually, no, that's that's too easy. I'm gonna go ahead and. Whoa, 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 whoa! Come on, ease into it for me. It was uh, strip mine, bro. Oh, we don't do lanes. That's fine. Yeah. We don't do lands because we're adults. We're grown-ups, despite the fact that we're talking about a child's card game. We're grown-ups. Dude, I hit like six lands in a row. Okay, so this one is called Perilous Vault. Perilous Vault. Oh, Jesus. This is this is already one that I know I'm not going to fucking get. God damn it. Perilous Vault. I'll be very surprised if you get this one because I don't know. I didn't know this one. It sounds like an artifact. It's an artifact. It sounds like it would be. It sounds like it would be an artifact. Oh man, I might have to go for a fucking lifeline. This early two feels so bad. <laughs> what do you get? You get two for the for the thing, right? Yeah, we were doing two. two. I mean, I I cut it down to zero for you because you're too yeah. good. But I think I deserve some amount of lifeline because I'm <laughs> mentally deficient. All right. Do you want the rarity or the text? Give me the text. I don't give a shit about the rarity. Okay. It is five tap. Exile Perilous Vault, exile all non-land permanents. Oh, geez. So it's like, it's like Neverroll's disc on crack. Yeah, I've, I did not know this. I will be, I'm man enough to admit that. I would have got this one wrong. Oh, God, what is it like? It's, you said five tap? Five tap. I'm going to go six colorless. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm going to go, er. Fuck. It is four colorless. It's a really weird card. Oh, it man, is, come on. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a mythic from M15. Oh, man, I should have known this. I would not have gotten that. M15. Fuck, I definitely played during M15. Yeah, I played too. I just didn't know. Ooh, you're not going to get this one either. Fuck! Yeah, I wouldn't have got this one. You might you might be able to get it just right off the, off the cuff. This one is Righteous War. That sounds like a white card if I've ever heard one. I'll give you a bonus. It's an enchantment. An enchantment. Righteous war. Oh my god. Fuck. Oh my god. This is going to be the first AK loss. <laughs> yeah, I would I would have lost this one too. Fuck. I love how you give me the hard ones and I give you the, the easiest shit that you've ever fucking heard in your entire life. Yeah, I don't think that you did that though. God damn it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Scryfall stepped up their game. Fuck, they, man. They, they, they heard. Whoever out there on Scryfall that's listening to this, I'm coming for you, and I will fucking end you. <laughs> I will do Scryfall. Oh, fuck, man. Um, it sounds like a white enchantment. I'm going to say two and a white. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Uh, fuck. 
You should ask for a lifeline. I think you would have got it with a lifeline. What is it? So all white creatures you control gain protection from black. All black creatures you control gain protection from white. Oh, geez. But what's the mana cost? It's three. It's one white black. One white black? Fuck! God damn. So I got the CMC right. I just didn't got get the, the actual right. Yeah, cost. you didn't get the... You were close. Fuck, man. I mean, I'll take that it's as like a half victory. That's a moral that's victory for me. Visions. I would not oh, have known that. Vision. I don't know. You'll probably know this one. This one should be. I knew this one. This one is Death Cap Cultivator. Death Cap Cultivator. That's in a recent set, isn't it? Uh, somewhat recent. Uh, fuck. I feel like that's from like. Oh wait! 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 Death Cap Cultivator. Isn't that the mana dude from the rare from fucking? It was from Shadows, or no? It was from Eldric Moon or something. Oh fuck! I think I know this guy. Oh yeah, he's oh, fuck. Is he one in a green? He is one in a green. Yes! Oh my, is that the one that taps for black green? Yep, that's him. He has like some minus one so ability or something? You do a something? completely different thing. I go off name and like death cap. It's obviously does has some black ability. The cultivator though gives me, it's a green something. And it sounds like a creature. I just remember it from it's shadows. Uh, shadows over, it's it's shadows over Innistrad or is it Eldritch Moon? Nope, it's shadows. It's a... Uh, 2-1 for a colorless and a green human druid, and it adds a green or a black. Yes. And it has death touch as long as you have four or more card types in your graveyard. I just remember it from Shadows because I loved that fucking format. Yeah, that's why I thought you should have yeah, crushed I'm it. I'm a little slut for anything that is Innistrad, so sign me up. I knew that one for sure. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I figured you would know that one because that's... All that's right, so at. I'm... I'm one for three. Let's keep it going, baby. All right, numero four. You gotta, you gotta win out, just so you know. Oh, I, I, I totally get it. I just don't think I'm very capable of doing that. Okay, this one is Mana Prism. Mana Prism. Oh Jesus, that sounds like an artifact too. Tis an artifact. Fuck. Fuck. I'm gonna have to ask for a lifeline on this one. It taps for add one colorless mana to your mana pool. Or you can pay a colorless, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Oh, this seems like it would be a commander card. Oh, man. Well, just thinking of cards that are like that, it's it's better than Mindstone, and Mindstone's two colorless. So I guess, like, three colorless? Is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's it. Yep, you got it. <laughs> you no did way! It. You got it. I don't think there's a single possible way that I was going to fucking get that without... I'm surprised you got that card. one. The lifeline, I think, fucking saved me because it was yeah, like a thousand percent. Yeah, because I mean, two mana tap for colorless is definitely like a two mana spell. It, with anything else tacked onto it, had to be like it, a little bit more yeah. four mana. And it didn't seem like throwing it on was... like the one tap was going to bring it to four. But it definitely wasn't going to be a two mana spell or else that would just be better than some of the mana artifacts. No, I agree. Yeah, hey, you got it. So you know. I'll give her to you. All right, let's. Okay, it all comes down to this. Fuck, the Are pressure's on. You ready? Ooh, that's going to be a rough one. Fuck. Ooh, man. This one is Withering Boon. Withering Boon. Holy fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Well, it sounds like a black card for sure. Can I get the flavor text? Life for Life. This is the Immutable Law. Panya oh. Granger Guild Mage. That sounds like. An enchantment. That flavor text sounds like it would be something on an enchantment. Uh, fuck. What was the name of it again? Withering Boon. Withering Boon. One and a black. Get the fuck out of here. You did I do it? 
You did it. You cheated no, on that. You had to. Uh, you just, no, it's not an enchantment. Fuck! What is it? It's one in a block. Yeah, no, but what's the card, dickhead? Oh, it's an instant. An interrupt, actually. And it's pay three life, counter target, summon spell. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually shocked that you got that one. No way. Oh, my God. That's amazing. The flavor text was the thing that gave it away, honestly. I thought it was like a one black enchantment that gave like a, a creature like plus one plus oh and regenerate for like one black or something i will give it to you yes yeah fuck yeah you will because i got it right yes i can't believe i came back from fucking o2 to three two. Oh, i i'm so fucking stoked right now <laughs> you legitimately got two that i would not have gotten <laughs> well to be fair the two the one was an incredibly lucky guess that the flavor text fucking gave it to me and the other one the wasn't it the artifact yeah, the artifact. Yeah, that one the was ability gave just it away. the the flavor or the actual text hint. Wow. You I'm a it. legend. I don't know about that. <laughs> Massive luck- legend here. You fucking lucked your way through that one. No, I fucking earned that. That was blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess I get the shout out, right? You get the shout out. Yeah, fuck yeah. So as is customary around here, whoever wins accumulated knowledge gets to do the shout out for the week. We do a shout out every single episode to somebody in the magic community that we think is doing fucking awesome shit. This week, I want to do somebody that me and Matt have actually been talking about this week because Matt, with his new house, spoiler, Matt got a new house because he moved away from me and I'm sad. (laughs) In his new house, he has an office. And he is looking for Magic the Gathering art. not Maybe not original art, but just, just prints and things like that. It's and too rich for my blood. Yeah, same here, except for I, I own a piece of original art. I will probably never own another one, but I do own one piece, and it is right next to my head, and it is my prized possession. Shout out to Unruly Mob. Shout out to Ryan Pancoast, my dude. But that's not my shout out. My shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you get two shout outs, dick? That was this one that I just snuck in there. I'm, no. I'm a little cheeky boy. Um, no, but my, my real shout out is the guy who is in the magic community that in my opinion is like the father, the grandfather of magic art. No, he's not the green. He's the godfather boy. Mm, you come into my house and you disrespect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you actually say his name yet? No, you didn't. You're just fucking no, I did not. I'm teasing just everybody. No, fucking the, if you guys don't follow this guy, you're mistaken because he is like Matt said, he's the godfather of magic art. He is the guy that I started following that really was just like, oh, fuck. Art is sick. Like, you look at the cards and you're just like, yeah, this art's incredible. But he really peels back the curtain and shows, really showcases the people who are a part of that community. Because there's a huge art community. This guy is Mike Lineman at Vorthos Mike on Twitter. He is. And I always thought art was just, oh, cool, it's a picture. But it for sure has fucking awesome. Yeah. And I've always been into the magic storyline ever since I kind of started getting really into magic. And the art is such a huge part of that. And when I started following Mike's stuff, that really got me more into art. And I would have never purchased the piece that I purchased without following Mike because he retweeted something from Ryan from for Ryan's website, I went on Ryan's website and I saw that he was selling the piece that I purchased, which is Unruly Mob from Innistrad. And I saw it and I was like, oh, fuck, that's the set I started playing in. 
white cards are my shit. I remember my very first deck that I ever played of Magic the Gathering cards contained this card, and I immediately fucking snapped it off and purchased it, and I have not looked back ever since. Like, it is my prized possession. I love it, and I can honestly say that if it wasn't for Mike, I wouldn't have my favorite thing that I own. So fucking shout out to him. Absolutely incredible guy. Again, at Forthos Mike on Twitter. He also has a podcast. Um, it is at it's uh, the Snack Time Podcast, and it is fucking awesome. So good. So shout out, Mike. Thank you for everything you do. Keep fucking keeping on. You're the man. Keep on keeping on, my man. That's right. That, I and mean, that's that's my lack of tooth speaking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Hillbilly. Ready to go into the fucking closing remarks? Yeah, we can. There's a couple things we got to go. So yeah. So um, some things happened on Twitter this week that I was paying close attention to. And also some the feedback that I received from you you guys out there. Thank you again for all the feedback for any of the feedback that I receive. We are going to be trying to transition into an earlier week release. So instead of doing the Thursday night, Friday release, we're going to try to do a Tuesday night, Wednesday. release. So you guys can get it a little bit earlier in the week. It can try to help you along with your with your work, whatever you're doing, whether you're sitting in an office or you're out on a work site or Whatever we want to be able to get it to you when it's most convenient for you to listen. We're going to try to do an earlier one. If there is a specific time, if we need to move it earlier than Tuesday, Wednesday, Fuck we can off. try to facilitate that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we can. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> just, I'm just pretty free most of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Feedback's and speaking important. of feedback, uh, me and Matt have been talking about maybe doing some other type of content for the Fetch and Sock stuff. I know we talked about maybe doing a video series because we sit and we draft together a bunch. It wouldn't be issue with us recording that and then me editing it because I got a bunch of fucking free time because I'm useless fucking sack of shit. <laughs> so if you guys want to see something myself. else, yeah, fucking j- give us a fucking shout out. If you guys have any more feedback about the cast, let us know because we are very interested in hearing. Yeah, what the fuck you want to hear? Let us know. Yeah, fuck yeah. Always in for it. Um, also, new edition, just ordered today. We will be having tokens available. Not just any tokens. Whatever fucking token you want. Customizable token. That's something that we had talked about before, and I have done in the past in Booze Cube. We could have an episode. We should have an episode entirely on Booze Cube, by the way. I'm fine with that. Yeah, fuck it. We should do a Booze Cube episode for sure. But for Booze Cube, uh, I have customizable tokens that I take old foils of like commons and uncommons, and I use acetone and I blank them out. So it's just a sheet of it's just a foil piece of magic card like cardboard. And then we draw our own tokens on that because we're all wasted and we do the tokens. We're taking that idea and bringing it to you guys. So we are printing our own tokens that you can put your own art on and put whatever token you you have. If you guys want some, let us fucking know and I will send you some or we can meet up and I well, will we're give not, you some. We're not printing them ourselves. I, we got them professionally made. Yeah, we got them made. So they're not just like shitty fucking tokens that we just like handed ourselves. We're getting them made and we're going to get them sent. But if you want them, let us know. On In that same vein, if there's any other fucking Fetch and Shock shit that you want, like we're we looking look into, into sleeves. Yeah. We can do shirts. We can do whatever. If it's something you want, we can fucking make it happen. We just need to know. Yeah, I, I'm really looking at sleeves is the big one for drafting and some decks and just to kind of, it's yeah, cool to have I mean, different shit. This week we talked a bunch about draft. When you're drafting in person, you need some fucking sleeves. True that. We want to be those fucking sleeves, motherfuckers. So let us fucking know some feedback on the shows, what you want to hear, what you want to see, all that shit. 
and you know where to fucking find us. It's at fetch underscore shock on Twitter. If you want me specifically, you got at basic land bin. If you want Matt, he's at it's bop all on Twitter. Go find us. Fucking Pretty fucking typical. Yeah. Get after it. Go get it. Fucking do it. Put your fucking pedal to the floor. All right, Matt. Any fucking anything else that you want to you want to throw in there, my dude? Just fucking let us know what you want to hear. And we're down to do it. If you want to watch us draft if, or be fucking dumb, dumb. If you want to watch us play vintage, we if don't give a watch shit. Us have a fucking we're, we're going to record ourselves having a tickle fight when I get to see Matt's dumb face in person. You'll lose. You can. T- <laughs> we're trying to get Vegas to put odds on it. But right now, it's that'll be at one. Vegas. They're going to yeah. take a break from the main events and we're just going to fucking just in a fucking inflatable pool in the middle of the fucking thing. Have a fucking we're just going to fill up a little kiddie pool full of fucking lube and you and me are going to wrestle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. And on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next week, nerds. Peace. Oh! God damn.